RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines. The North Korean leader Kim Jong-un arrives in Vietnam ahead of his summit with President Trump. The number of HIV cases in Hong Kong drops, but AIDS cases rise. And an Australian Roman Catholic cardinal, George Pell, has been convicted of sexually abusing two choir boys. The North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, has arrived in Vietnam ahead of his summit with President Trump. There's tight security in Vietnam ahead of the meeting, which gets underway on Wednesday evening. From Hanoi, here's the BBC's Jonathan Head. The substance is going to be very important at this summit. This time round, uh, there is a need and, a, and a, a hunger on the American side for substantive progress on ending North Korea's nuclear weapons program. And we simply don't know if much progress has been made on that in the weeks of pre-meetings that have taken place between officials. Um, North Korea is playing hardball. Of course, it wants to end uh, the very tight sanctions on it and, and to lift its economy. Uh, but it's been uh, masterful in the past at playing off different sides and appearing to make concessions and not doing them. The government's Centre for Health Protection says people shouldn't be lulled into a false sense of security after a nearly 10% drop in the number of HIV cases. The centre says there were 624 new cases of HIV in 2018, 57 fewer than in 2017 and about 13% lower than the 2015 peak. A consultant with the centre, Dr. Kenny Chan, says greater awareness among high-risk communities such as men who have sex with men, drug users and in those involved in prostitution has helped reduce the number of cases. But he says it's too early to predict whether this trend will continue. The HIV report is not something seasonal. It's not like influenza. We can predict which quarter of the year then you are going to see the highest number. But still, okay, I'm a little bit frustrated to see that actually the recent quarters we are seeing kind of like a steadying of the numbers. So if it is a really a good falling trend, we should be able to see a continuous drop. But anyway, we are vigilant. We cannot be complacent. We really have to push our efforts on all fronts, including publicity, education, as well as treatment, improving the diagnosis. These are all the, the things that we have to continue to redouble. But the Center for Health Protection also said an additional 139 AIDS cases were reported last year, the highest number since 1984. Dr. Chan says it takes about 10 years for AIDS to develop from an HIV infection. And he says this rise was expected as Hong Kong had an unprecedented number of HIV infections a decade ago. Well, we can take comfort in knowing that the rise is not as sharp as the rise in the HIV in the past 10 years. So having said that, because of the sharp rise of the HIV within the last 10 years, it is not entirely impossible that 2019 we will continue to see a high level of AIDS. But this rise is not inevitable. If we improved our diagnosis rate enough, capture as many so-called invisible infections as possible, then this rise can certainly be mitigated. The Justice Secretary, Theresa Zheng, has defended the government's proposal to transfer suspects on a case-by-case basis to jurisdictions with which Hong Kong has no formal extradition agreement. They included the mainland, Taiwan and Macau. She says the proposal will help plug a legal loophole and will prevent criminals from staying in Hong Kong. The Hong Kong Federation of Handicapped Youth has visited 30 temples, churches and monasteries and found that steps or steep slopes are often the only ways of gaining access. The group also said toilets inside religious venues were often used as storage rooms. The Federation's executive director, David Lau, said many religious venues are historic structures, but he said more could be done. 
affiliation to expert. The hardware is the physical assets. For example, the improvement in the barrier fee facility, such as RAM, portable RAM, and some kind of barrier fee facility. And the other is the software. Software means the people. The training, if their attitude and the management can be better, understand the need of disabled people and elderly people, they can be doing better. The federation says it's compiled a guide on how to improve access to people with disabilities. The Association for the Study of Obesity said Hong Kong people should start seeing obesity as a disease. The association polled a thousand people last October and found that over 40% of those questions don't think being fat is an illness. The survey also found that many men tend to underestimate their weight. The group says people are underestimating how being overweight affect their health, and this needs to change. Dr. Kitty Jung is from the association. Many of the male patients they don't actually recognize that they are having obesity, right? Most of them are affected by comorbidities already, including um, hypertension and uh, diabetes, fatty liver, and stuff. So the unawareness in this patient is um, carrying an excess risk for our healthcare because uh, when they got diagnosed later on, they would have to get a lot of resources from our public healthcare system to manage this disease. So um, if actually the population, if they know how to define obesity and when they know that they are obese, they can seek help earlier. Police are treating the death of a family of three in Western District as murder-suicide. It's the second domestic tragedy in the city in as many days. Here's Sean Kennedy. Police said they were called to Evergreen Tower in Western Garden after receiving reports of a suspected gas leak. Firefighters forced the door open and found the bodies of a 42-year-old man, a 40-year-old woman and a 7-year-old boy. Police said initial investigations suggest that the child was fed pills before his parents burned charcoal to commit suicide. It's understood the family had been having financial problems. The tragedy comes just one day after a similar incident. On Sunday, a 55-year-old mother was arrested on suspicion of killing her 23-year-old son in their home in Chungkwano before she tried to hang herself. She's been charged with one count of murder and will appear in Kuntong Court this morning. An Australian Roman Catholic Cardinal, George Pell, has been convicted of sexually abusing two choir boys in Melbourne Cathedral more than two decades ago. He was found guilty of five charges of abuse in December, but reporting restrictions have only just been lifted. The BBC's Howell Griffith reports. Cardinal George Pell was one of the Pope's closest advisers who controlled the church's finances. In the 1990s, as the Archbishop of Melbourne, he forced two choir boys to carry out a series of sexual acts after he found them drinking sacramental wine in the back of the cathedral. He claimed the allegations were made up, but a jury found unanimously that he was guilty. Pell is to appeal the conviction, but first he faces returning to court, where he's likely to be given a jail sentence. Iran's Foreign Minister Mohammad Javad Zarif is unexpectedly said that he's resigning, apologising for what he called his shortcomings during more than five years in the post. The BBC's Lise Doucette reports. A cloud of speculation hangs over Javad Zarif's sudden resignation. It's still not clear if President Rouhani will accept the departure of a key member of his team at a time when Iran's nuclear deal hangs by a thread. Mr. Zarif was a leading architect of the landmark accord reached with world powers in 2015. And ever since President Trump pulled out of it, Mr. Zarif has been spearheading efforts to keep it alive as new sanctions cause growing suffering at home. 
but he's been under huge pressure from hardliners who never liked or trusted his negotiations with the West. The Lima Group of Latin American countries and Canada have urged the International Criminal Court to consider whether Venezuela is guilty of crimes against humanity for refusing to allow humanitarian aid into the country. Meeting in Colombia, the group of 14 countries criticized the government of President Nicolas Maduro for its use of force and called for a peaceful return to democracy. The Colombian Foreign Minister, Carlos Holmes Trujillo, said the group believed action had to be taken. Quinto. The Lima Group has decided to ask the International Criminal Court to take into consideration the serious humanitarian situation in Venezuela, the criminal violence of Maduro's regime against the civil population and the refusal of access to international aid, which constitutes a crime against humanity. There appears to have been a potentially major development over Brexit. The leader of the main opposition Labour Party, Jeremy Corbyn, has told Labour MPs he's now prepared to back another referendum to prevent what he calls a damaging Tory Brexit. Mr Corbyn has also said the party will support a cross-party move in Parliament designed to rule out the possibility of Britain leaving the European Union without a deal at the end of March. Here's the BBC's Rob Watson. I think it has to be significant that the main opposition party, the Labour Party, is moving towards backing a second referendum. Now, if you want to push me beyond that and say, does that mean it's now inevitable? Absolutely not. We're not at that point at all. But I guess the way in which it is important is that, let's say that there is continuing paralysis at Westminster, there is stalemate, and although at the moment there is absolutely, I would say, no majority amongst MPs for a second referendum, let's say that that stalemate, that chaos sort of deepened, uh, you couldn't entirely rule out there being a move towards a second referendum. And the fact that the main opposition uh, party would now be behind it, I think, would make a difference. If you asked right now, if you went to do a count of the 650 MPs, is there a majority for a second referendum? I think the answer to that, I may be wrong, is no. But again, I go back to that point that let's say you have continuing inability of politicians to decide what to do about the result of the first referendum nearly three years ago, that then you couldn't rule it out. And the fact that the main opposition party would be supportive, I think, might change the dynamic. Vandals in Ireland have stolen the head of an 800-year-old mummified body from the crypt of a church in Dublin. Other human remains were also damaged in the attack on St. Micken's Church, as the BBC's John McManus reports. The Archdeacon of Dublin has called the theft sacrilegious and says he's disgusted at the deliberate disturbance of the mummified remains, which have lain at rest in the crypt of St Micken's Church for hundreds of years. Police say the thieves severed the head of the mummified corpse, known as the Crusader, which they then took with them. The intruders also attacked the 400-year-old corpse of a mummified nun, twisting her head to face in the wrong direction, while a third mummy was turned on its side. This isn't the first time the crypt has been vandalised. In 1996, teenagers took some of the bodies from their coffins and played football with their heads. Currencies, the US dollar's trading at 110.80 yen, the euro stands at 1 US dollar 13 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 31 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 28,814. That's down 144 points. Market turnover was $72.8 billion. Sport, here's Adam Jung. We start in the NBA, where James Harden's 30-point streak has come to an end. He had 28 in Houston's 119-111 victory over Atlanta. 
Harden returned after missing Saturday's win over Golden State with a neck injury. He was 0 for 10 from three point. Harden's run of 32 games with 30 or more points was the second longest in NBA history, behind a 65 game streak by Will Chamberlain. On the ice, the Vegas Golden Knights have acquired the high-scoring winger Mark Stone from the Ottawa Senators at the NHL trade deadline. Stone has 28 goals so far this season and is on pace to set a career high in points. He's also agreed a contract extension with his new team. The Golden Knights reached the Stanley Cup final last season, where they lost to the Washington Capitals. Also on deadline day, the Winnipeg Jets acquired second-line center Kevin Hayes from the New York Rangers. The Nashville Predators added size and scoring by picking up power forward Wayne Simmons from Philadelphia. Simmons is on pace to break the 20-goal mark for the sixth consecutive season. Next to football, Brendan Rodgers has been linked with a return to the English Premier League to manage Leicester City. This follows the sacking of Claude Puel at the weekend. Leicester are 12th in the league, having lost five of their last six matches. Since leaving Liverpool in 2015, Rodgers has been enjoying success in Scotland with Celtic. Well, I've been stood here before since、uh, two and a half years now, and I've been asked similar sort of questions. And my message is always very, very clear. You know, I'm, I'm very concentrated on the game. There's always speculation around football. My job is to concentrate on the football aspect, and, and that is with Celtic. Rogers isn't the only name being linked to the Leicester City managerial position. More from the BBC, Simon Stone. I'm sure Brendan Rodgers will be part of their thinking. Rafael Benitez, someone else who's been linked with Leicester in the past,、uh, he would also be there. Roberto Martinez, the Belgium coach, is, is someone else who's been mentioned to me. But Leicester have got no kind of definitive decision yet. They've got no shortlist. It's a bit open-ended at the moment. But Rodgers was very close to getting the job in 2008 when Nigel Pearson got it. So he's bound to come in the frame. Finally, in tennis, Roger Federer is off to a shaky start in his latest attempt to win his 100th ATP singles title. He needed three sets to get past Philip Kohlschreiber in the first round of the Dubai Championships. It was only the third time in their 13 meetings that Federer allowed the German to force a third set. Next up for him is Fernando Verdasco, who finished runner-up in Dubai two years ago. And that's your look at sports. RTHK's Adam Jung reporting there. To end the news, our top stories once again: the North Korean leader Kim Jong Un arrives in Vietnam ahead of his summit with President Trump. The number of HIV cases in Hong Kong drops, but AIDS cases rise. And an Australian Roman Catholic cardinal, George Pell, has been convicted of sexually abusing two choir boys. The news from RTHK.
what you felt. Taste what you said.